paralysis by analysis. It's like, oh, we need to keep thinking about this and keep thinking about this. And perfection is the enemy of the good. You're listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm. Welcome to episode 237 of Text Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. How should you market your firm? How do you develop a marketing strategy? This is the question marketing expert Melissa Donnelly will go through with you in this episode. Do you see a lot of strategies that don't make it into execution? Yeah, I think, I think a couple of things happens. One, you mentioned the word strategy. Everybody goes white and wants to run out of the room because they just think there'll be a workshop, a facilitator, a whiteboard and nothing else. And it's a waste of their time and their billable hours and they're all watching their clock. So I think that's one scenario. I think the other one is that they do invest the time and resources in whatever way, develop a beautiful strategy and it sits as a paperweight or it sits on a computer somewhere and that's the last it's ever seen, which is a complete waste of resource. The ideal scenario is that there's an understanding, again, that this strategy is nothing more than a roadmap for the journey that we're all going to take. So we're committed to the journey. We know that we've got to do better. So generally these conversations with me always, always start with a phone call or a conversation that goes, My website's rubbish or phones are stopped ringing, my sales are tanking, my pipeline's lumpy, we don't know where to go and we need a brochure or we need a new website. My response is always that's going to be the last thing we do because we need to understand why. What's the strategy here? What's your business strategy and how are we going to line this up so that these things will deliver on the objectives that you've set? So we'll go back to strategy. At that point, there are Companies that go, we're too small, I'm a you know, solo operator, it doesn't suit me. I will always say it may not suit you to talk to someone like me, but you can sit and do this. You can do it yourself, but you need to have a strategy or why do you get out of bed every day? The power of the strategy is in setting up that roadmap. It's in bringing your staff on the journey. As I said, up to two-thirds of staff don't understand the business plan for the companies they work for. And if you think about firms that we work in and think through how many people could actually put their hand on their heart and say, I know that we're here every day to do this for our clients, two-thirds is probably potentially conservative. PwC did a study last year um, that said mm-hmm. Only 28% of the respondents to that survey feel fully connected to their company purpose. And you go, well, who who cares? You know, that's not relevant. But only 34% then felt that they were contributing to the company's success. So then you ask, well, what are they then communicating to your clients? If they don't feel wedded to where you're going, how are they going to get clients engaged with the idea? So again, a strategy clearly outlines what that's all about and it forces communication. It forces the board the senior leadership team or the business owner, all three, to share with their people, this is where we're going and this is how we plan to get there. That's great. That's an excellent step to take. But from there, if you don't then execute on that, it's, it's a fantasy. It's all a great idea, but you've got to ship it. 
just to come back to how you create this strategy. Yeah. So you start with where are we? Then you say where do we want to be? And then how do we get there? Yeah. And I can imagine this where do we want to be? It's not just coming through the right side of the brain in terms of, you know, we want to achieve 10 million of sales or something, mm. because I can also imagine that it very much engages the left side of the brain in terms of what do we want our brand or our business to feel like, to look like, how fast and smooth do we want business processes mm. to be. Isn't it a lot more like that as well? To basically Absolutely. sit down as if you were writing a diary and just imagine if everything came to fruit the way you imagine it. Just write it all down, explain how it feels, how it looks, go into detail, build this yeah. big fantasy of what you imagine your Absolutely. business to be like in five years or seven years and then work out how you get there and that's that yeah. gives you your strategy absolutely and again you know i know a mate of mine who owns a, a very successful business on uh, on the gold coast he and his business partner have been gosh in this business i think now 15 or more years and it's grown like topsy i mean he's a really really smart operator they both are they literally he was telling me on the weekend sat on the back of his boat last week the two of them and each of them had written down the 10-year thoughts where do we want to be where do both of us want to be in 10 years because they needed to line that up to then go so as a business where do we want to be in 10 years and that involved how old their kids would be whether they wanted to be on a bigger boat in 10 years I'm sure that came into it so yeah they did they've, they've engaged both sides of this so what's that emotional engagement and then what's the rational piece that says well if we want to be the biggest, the best, the brightest, or if we want to be the most specialist in this particular area with a team of absolute subject matter experts who are all just living and breathing this specialty area, whatever it is, then how do we need to structure as a business? So we may feel like that, but then how are we going to structure the organisation? What people are we going to recruit? How do we fund that? So that then starts to get into your actual strategy for your business. You can't have a marketing strategy unless you have that business strategy. So it sort of cascades out of out of that because the marketing piece is really how are we communicating and selling that strategy to our stakeholders, to our staff, to our clients, to our prospects, to our referrers. So you're absolutely right. You've and I've I've just gone through a strat planning process with a company that that works in uh, first response actually in the mining sector and part of this was very much about you know we've in 2016 built the 2016-2020 strat plan now we're building the 2020 to 2025 strat plan so we looked back and said well what was the vision we set back then have we achieved that or has that now become a mission because our vision is going to be grander and greater and the words in that original vision statement were words like transformation that was really, they saw their organisation transforming in four years. And guess what? We've just done a review of that. So there were very specific objectives set around that transformation. They've achieved 84% of those objectives in four years. That's incredible. So it needs to be both sides. It needs to be both sides. You're, you're absolutely right. A marketing strategy has to dock back into business objectives though. So there's no point having very clear business objectives that align to that vision and then your marketing strategy is off with the fairies. So the marketing strategy, if your business objective is that we are going to improve our client retention from 20% to 50%, 
that's a great business objective, but if your marketing strategy isn't addressing retention campaigns and looking at your cross-selling and upselling processes in your business, et cetera, as part of the marketing strategy, then it's not going to help and underpin that business driver. So they've got to be aligned and that's why you can have all that strategy going on, but if you're not executing it, then it's, it's fantasy, not going to happen. There were four words I just want to quickly run through with you. One is vision, one is mission, objectives and strategy. Let's say there's a country that is under a dictator and you want to free this country. So the vision is to imagine this country as a free country that has a democracy. The mission is then to say, okay, we sent special forces in to kill the dictator or something Mm. that's vision and mission isn't Mm. it and then how do objectives and strategy come in are they a different way of looking at it you're absolutely right so your vision is your grand plan it's your grand ambition your mission is the piece that says this is how we intend to behave and act to get us to that. You can have several missions to get to the vision. Not at a a strategy level. Or you have a mission for this year and then you have a new mission for next year. The mission is is a shorter-term piece. Exactly. Always to work towards this big vision that we want to achieve in five or ten years. Yes, yeah. So I work with the Domestic Violence Prevention Centre on the Gold Coast. So their vision is to develop lasting solutions for the harm that violence and abuse is doing to people in our community. We've developed this vision, which is about developing lasting solutions. So the mission then is, well, how are we going to go about doing that? So it's about collaborating and it's about um, innovating. So that's, and again, there's more language around that, that's the mission. So that's quite the specific things that we're going to do to achieve that vision. Then we go to the next level, which is, well, what are the objectives? What are the results we're going to be held accountable for to achieve the mission? So if that mission is around collaboration, then one of the objectives is we need to introduce four more partners into our funding community so that we're collaborating more closely. So there's those things. If you use your analogy of where your vision is a democratised country, your mission Maybe we're going to win the hearts and minds of the local population through putting boots on the ground, but in a peacekeeping way. So that might be your mission. So what are your objectives? We need to have four platoons in place in this country by, you know, February next year. So that's where the objective comes. Your strategy then is how we're going to get those platoons in country by February next year. So does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. So it all cascades from there. So you have the vision at the top, then you have missions and you can have just one mission at a time or you can have several missions and then the objectives are within a mission. You have several objectives that basically allow you to gauge how successful your mission is. And then the strategy is about how you want to achieve those objectives. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm just trying to think of a specific, the way we could frame this up for, for a firm that's sitting there and, again, might be two partners, might be one, might be five. If you're sitting as an organization and you're very clear that, and I'll go back to this idea of, you know, we get off on business. We just love the business of business. That might be your purpose, what drives you. Your vision may be that we want to be delivering beautiful business solutions 
that activate mid-tier companies in Australia to grow beyond their current objectives. Big, hairy, audacious vision. Our mission to do that is that we are going to create services that are for the business community and are for mid-market businesses, and they're going to be packaged up and delivered primarily online. So we're going to become an online activator for the mid-markets. So from that, well, what are our objectives? We need to delineate our core product offering. That core product offering needs to include eight online services. Our second thing will be we need to grow our current client base by 25%. Third one, maybe we need to migrate existing private clients to another firm by the end of this financial year. So you're setting those objectives and then your strategy comes under that. So that's sort of the business strategy. From a marketing perspective, you think, well, how do we make all this look and sound and how do we build that client? How do we use the sales funnel and target people at the top of the sales funnel and then bring them down through that sales funnel? How's our website going to deliver on that? So that's sort of that cascading idea. And marketing doesn't just cover sales, it also covers existing clients. It Absolutely. covers the entire yeah. communication, the, yeah. the accounting practice or another business sense out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I tend to talk about communication strategy because I actually think marketing almost sits a subset of it and I'm probably going to be assassinated by every marketer under the planet for saying that. It's very heretical. But really it's about how is that business going to communicate every component of its strategy to the staff and then convert that to the client base. So that could be prospective clients, that could be referrers. I mean, huge for professional services, huge in business to business is your referral network, your existing clients. So really, yeah, the, the marketing comes down to every component of your business that has an external view on it. And if you start to think in those terms, as a marketer or a communicator, I want to get involved in everything. So I want to look at your business proposals. Do they reflect our brand? Are they professional? Are they succinct? Again, one of the firms I've worked with in the past really wanted to push through is simple business. We do not have to talk with textbooks in our mouths. So we were looking at contracts and agreements. Even their own services agreement was this doorstop of a document It's like, really, is that telling the client in very simple terms how we're going to fix their problem for them and what they're agreeing to us when they sign up with us? No, it's not. So we've had a great simple conversation. Our website's very clear and simple. And then we deliver a doorstop via DHL to their doorstep. Like, that doesn't make sense. So let's go through that. That to me is as much a marketing exercise as it is a legal TNCs exercise. So marketing, again, really, if you think about every touch point that that business has with anybody that could influence where that business is going, actually, that's probably the best way to think about it. So better to think about it and go, we don't need to have a marketing view or lens on this than forget about it and after the fact discover that that you know, email you've sent to clients about an operational issue on your secure portal has completely trashed every sales relationship we have because it was abrupt, rude and gave them an unreasonable deadline. 
that's not okay. We don't want to do that. So it's better to sort of think with that marketing lens in mind. Okay, we've, we've written our strategy and that strategy from a marketing perspective and even a business perspective should be on a page. That's always our goal. If we can't put your strategy on a page, we are building too much complexity in or we're not thinking with clear cut through. And if the strategy doesn't cut through, then everything else you're going to do is not particularly in, in crowded competitive marketplaces. So from the strategy on a page, you then need to look at, well, how do we actually develop a go-to market plan for this because there's a whole lot of stuff in here. So your strategies around what's your digital strategy, what's your social media strategy, what's your client retention strategy. So you'll have all these big picture pieces in your strategy. You'll have objectives. So then it's how do we then break that down? So one of the examples I think sort of will resonate is one of our objectives within our business and marketing strategy is to convert one-off project clients to long-term retained clients, gold, as far as I'm concerned, we all want that. So how are we going to upsell additional services to our clients in a way that's authentic and genuine and we're not feeling like used car salesmen in the process? So what's our plan for that? So there'll be components of that. So one is what are the assets we need to communicate this to our clients? Well, we might develop a capability statement or a, a fact sheet, but a capability statement that educates them about the fact we're not just a, a one-trick pony. So in addition to our fabulous tax services and solutions, we have estate planning, financial planning, asset protection solutions. So that could be presented and you've got to think about this. When is that best presented to the client? Well, when you send the engagement piece for their first bit of work with you, you just include that with the package. So it's not in their face, but it's just a way of saying we're a lot more than you may consider us to be. You might look at hosting either technical seminars or events that are more than just their, about their current relationship with you. So you might bring in a guest speaker. And again, a lot of people are doing it. It's so easy to host events now where you can just have an intimate networking event you know, you can do it midweek and have really high quality speaker there or panelists. I've facilitated a couple of panels for people around very specific sectors like women in property. And so clients that might be involved in that particular business around conveyancing or maybe doing structural work suddenly go, oh, okay, there's a whole property and commercial area of this business I, I didn't know about. So informative events, again, in the accounting space, anything that, that does CPDs, um, a lot of my clients do those sort of events works. Think about your subject matter experts and how do you profile them? So what's your LinkedIn strategy and plan? And then looking at your website and saying, well, how's this goal or objective of ours translating into the content that we have on our website? We actually need to present our holistic services on our homepage because currently we don't. So then all of a sudden we've got a plan, right? We've got our social plan, we've got our event plan, and then you sequence it. So then you go, let's get the calendar out and let's get this stuff locked in. So then you're committing to the plan. You've obviously got to have somebody driving that, but that doesn't necessarily need to be 
an entire marketing department because everybody should have ownership of that plan. Everybody should be marketing. Everybody should be selling. And I know a lot of professional services people hate the idea that they're selling, but we're all ambassadors for our businesses. So it just needs somebody to make the plan real, concrete, in diaries, in calendars, and then you look at how you you roll that forward. But it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. That's four pretty simple things that any firm of any size could implement. Take that bigger level, higher level thinking and translate it into real tangible, a piece of content on LinkedIn and then your strategy is being executed and it's it's not just fantasy. So um, I think that's really, really important. And again, just something sort of very practical, very easy to do. Excel spreadsheets will, you know, a lot of people use those for programming. You don't need to be more complicated than that. One of the things that hampers business, so if they go through the process, they do their strategy, start to get their plan together, is paralysis by analysis. It's like, oh, we need to keep thinking about this and keep thinking about this. And perfection is the enemy of the good. And I'm stealing that from Harvard Business Review. It is so true. So I always say to clients, use the Nike principle. If it's good enough, it's good to go. So if your plan is 75% there, it's not perfect. You haven't worked out every single piece of content you're going to serve or you haven't worked out every single event you're going to do, but you've planned and you've, you've scheduled and sequenced the plan, do it. Just do it. That's the Nike principle. Yes, and I think there's also a quote from Mark Zuckerberg who said, ship code is better than perfect code. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's another phrase I'll often use. I'll talk about just ship it. Like, it's a great idea, ship it, because otherwise it's just a great idea. And in fact, we don't even know if it's a great idea because we haven't shipped it. So agree completely with, with Zuckerberg on that one. Welcome back. I slightly misquoted Mark Zuckerberg. The quote should be shipped is better than perfect. But there's also a new variation of it, and that is done is better than perfect. But Mark Zuckerberg is also credited with another quote, just as true. And that one is, and excuse my French now, but that one is, don't ship shit. And those two quotes perfectly sum up the paradigm we all face, whatever we do. On the one hand, we lose clients if we do shoddy work. But on the other hand, if we get bogged down in perfection and then, of course, we don't get anything done and lose our clients as well. So the art is to find the right balance. And that, of course, is easier said than done. In the next episode, episode 238, Melissa Donnelly will talk about converting conversations into clients. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.